when we have a certain level of insecurity, right? We um, we have certain uh, fears and insecurity. So the only way I could overcome that was by working hard, saving. So by the time I got to um, from LA, I came to Silicon Valley. Welcome and thank you for joining us again to another amazing episode with Bobby Sharma. He is our parcero. If you're Colombian, you know what we're talking about. He loves Medellin. He loves Colombia. So he, he instantly became a brother when we met on his podcast. He's wearing a Colombian jersey, and we love it. Uh, Bobby is a man. Bobby, uh, he immigrated to the United States in 1984. Um, he has a degree of information science from South Alabama. Uh, he also has uh, see here, computer information science. Yep, that's it. Uh, the man is very smart, technical. Uh, he works in Silicon Valley, has a lot of experience with investors, uh, accredited and non-accredited, starting companies, uh, multifamily syndications. Uh, let's see, at this time, he, he has two major Facebook groups, 5,000 plus members. Uh, and we'll go ahead and talk about that because, uh, you know, Bobby has a lot of knowledge and he's going to drop nuggets for us. So, We'll begin, and, and Bobby, tell us a little bit about your, your beginnings. You know, you're, you're, you, you immigrate here, and that's a big deal. We talked about that in your show, you know, how, how that shaped you, obviously, right? So tell us, you know, how, how that was growing up and how that influenced your investing life, your professional life, and eventually getting into multifamily. Yeah, you bet, you bet. So thank you, thank you, parceros, compadres, hermanos. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it's honored to be on your show. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm really happy to get to know you both, and um, personally and in business. But uh, but yeah, I was I was 19 as a kid. Um, I studied American um, history. I learned about the the independence and the presidents and all of the uh, I was, you know, I just got, I got to admire, you know, United States from Hollywood, watching Hollywood movies. And uh, I had some American professors, teachers uh, that I really admired. So I always had a dream of coming here. So when I was 19, you know, I, I, I landed in, uh, of all places, uh, Mobile, Alabama. That was the only college my parents could afford to send me to, but uh, it turned out okay. Um, and I got my degree. Luckily, the economy was good. I was able to get a green card, and then one day, um, I, I was um, I was um, sh- I was renting a room uh, in a in a, a person's house because you know I was I, I was an immigrant. I had a very uh, small salary. This is in uh, Corona slash Riverside, California, not far from Temecula, but uh, I. Uh, I noticed that, you know, he, I, first I rented one room and then he brought in a whole bunch of other people. And I'm like, you know what, this is, this is getting crowded. But uh, one day I was uh, driving in Riverside and I saw a for sale sign, a Century 21 for sale sign. And uh, I, it was an open house. I walked in, talked to the agent and I said, you know, I don't have a green card. I'm on a, uh, I'm waiting to get my green card and my, you know, and at that time, my attorney had said, it's going to take you four or five years before you get your green card. But I, you know, I said, okay. I, I, and he goes, you know, 
whatever you do, don't get fired, you know, stay, keep your, keep your boss happy, you know? And uh, so I'm like, all right, so I'm going to be stuck in Corona Riverside for four or five years. Uh, but uh, so long story short, I house hacked. Uh, I bought the house. I, I, I asked the, the agent, I said, um, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a citizen resident. She goes, yeah, I think you can get a loan as long as you have income. So we applied for a loan. I got approved. Long story short, I, I, I bought a three bedroom, two bath house. I stayed in the master bedroom and I got two roommates. And lo and behold, they, the rent from the two roommates uh, covered my most, uh, all of my mortgage. I think I was coming out of pocket for insurance and taxes and that's about it. But, but yeah, life was good. And they were, they were like my friends, you know, they were about my age. Uh, we would go hang out together, but yeah, that's how I got started in real estate. I, I, I learned at 24, the power of, you know, house hacking. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, you know, you learned that individual residential entry and in your investment there, you know, tell us a little bit more about your aha moment into multifamily specifically syndication or JVing into larger assets and why, you know, why that became your, your niche? Yeah. Very, very good question. Yeah. My aha moment was, uh, when, uh, actually, uh, you know, I, as you recall, I had started a meetup group about 10 years ago and I had asked, uh, there was a gentleman who, um, who was doing mobile home parks and, uh, and not even apartments, but he, he was, he was doing, although I knew about apartments, I, I, I never invested in one, but he came to present at my meetup. And as he was describing the benefits of mobile home parks, and I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. Uh, it sounded better than, uh, apartments. Uh, so I, um, a long story short, um, he did the whole presentation and then afterwards I grabbed coffee with him and then I became an investor as an LP in that deal. And slowly I started getting my quarterly dividends and it, it was like, wow, this is, you know, you mean, I don't have to, uh, you know, do any work and, you know, you're paying me, you know, whatever the quarterly dividends are. And, uh, uh, so, so, so that was kind of cool. And then one day, uh, about a, year and a half into the investment uh he was local to san francisco and we caught up for lunch and um and he was kind of sharing some of the challenges that they're having in the business and i volunteered and i said listen i'm an investor i want you to do well um how about i volunteer my time to help you out because they were still a small uh, company they had about 10 mobile home parks at that time and now they're much bigger. Uh, so I volunteered to become an asset manager. I didn't get paid. I, um, I did it in my spare time. Um, uh, but I helped them kind of get their, uh, I, I was managing the property managers. Yeah. So four, four mobile home parks. But that was, that's when I learned about, hey, multifamily, commercial, is the way to go. Um, apartments. That, that's when I. That's when the aha moment happened. Man, that is that is that's awesome, man. I know so many people, you know, get get stuck in that education level, but you took action. You were like, "Hey, I'll, I'll be your asset manager." So you know, you. What I got out of that is that you brought value to someone else, right? 
and then in turn that gave you value because you learn how the, the system worked, right? And not only that, but you, and correct me if I'm wrong, you did it for no monetary compensation, right? Just oh because you wanted to learn. I wanted to learn and I wanted to help them. Uh, but, you know, I always believe you have to give before you receive. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I love it, man. So how, when, when was your actual uh, um, uh, opportunity to invest your capital in your, in, in, in your experience? So, you know, look, I, you know, I started out it, it, 10 years ago. Um, I, you know, one rule of thumb, I don't know where I learned it, but I learned it uh, very early in my life. Um, my first job was a dishwasher at my university. So I was making $3.35 an hour. But there was a principle that I learned uh, very early. I was just 19 years old. And it's it was always save 10% of whatever you make. It doesn't matter if you make $10 or a million dollars, you got to save 10%. And, you know, a, a lot of coaches, they tell you, they say, uh, save your, pay, pay yourself first, right? So I was always looking because as an immigrant, we have a certain level of insecurity, right? We, um, we have certain uh, fears and insecurity. So the only way I could overcome that was by, by working hard, saving. So by the time I got to, um, from LA, I came to Silicon Valley, I had some savings. And um, so uh, in 2010, I noticed that the market had really dropped and I, I started buying uh, properties at the courthouse uh, and trying to flip them. And then I realized, you know, that was not my style. That I didn't enjoy the flipping, uh, dealing with contractors, dealing with the city, uh, dealing with delays. Um, and uh, so anyway, I, I, stopped, I, I stopped flipping, but I started becoming a private money lender. But that was, you know, I, I was making less money, but it gave me, it, it let me sleep better at night. And then that has scaled up quite a bit. But as far as multifamily, um, again, it was because of the, the network that I have had built. One of the most important things for real estate investors is your network. And it, and it cannot be just a casual network. It has to be deliberate. It has to be uh, surround yourself with really smart people, ethical people. Um, and we can do a whole podcast on Ethical versus non-ethical. Okay, there, we can do a whole hour on that one. Yeah. But um, but uh, find ethical people. You know who are who have the same goals. Who are not going to screw you over. Uh, but but that's how it got it got started. Well, let, let, you know, you hit on a key point there. Let, let's uh, let's talk about that lesson learned as far as because obviously you've had some lessons there. But I'm not going to go super deep. But you know, what's one or two key lessons? Uh, maybe you should have seen it. Maybe it was in front of you, but it's hard to identify, you know, a non-ethical person, someone you shouldn't work with. And, you know, how, how'd you get out of that? Yeah. So I did run into a, a general, uh, no, he was a contractor here in um, Oakland area. And what he was doing was he would say, listen, I'm going to do a JV with you. You put up all the capital and I'll do all the work, you, but you uh, have to pay for the purchase. You have to pay 
for the, uh, the labor, the materials. And then when we're done, we'll split the profits 50-50. Uh, I said, okay, on paper, it sounded really good. Uh, but what happened is when we got into the deal, I started to notice that, you know, if he was billing me for a, let's say, um, a, an, a plumber for 30 hours a week, there was no way that the plumber was working 30 hours a week. So bottom line was he was double billing or, or you know, kind of exaggerating some of the hours because he didn't care, right? He was just collecting the money from me. So whatever profit we had projected, it came out to be nothing like that. And then when I would ask for like um, timesheets or, you know, or um, like uh, his, did he pay his workers and anything like that? No, he would just send me an Excel spreadsheet that his bookkeeper just made up. Uh, for, for, there was no way for me to uh, see if the lumber or the materials that were being charged to me were actually being delivered to me or not, or they were being delivered to another job site. Uh, since then, I've learned a lot. In fact, uh, we did a meetup about two weeks ago on how to track uh, your contractors. But at that time, 10 years ago, I was really naive. And uh, so, so whatever profit we were supposed to make, uh, it came out to be a fraction of that because I knew that he had overbuild me and that was his way of making extra money but uh but he's he's done that to many other people i've talked to many of his other clients and they're like yep that's what he does so i stopped uh you know working with him um that was one kind of an expensive lesson um paperwork uh you know uh, running stuff by an attorney sometimes we want to save a thousand two thousand and not run a contract by an attorney um, that can that can be expensive. So if you're dealing with somebody new, just just double check everything. Uh, yeah. It's not worth losing six figures. And vice versa, if you're new yeah. to someone else, yeah. you have to perform that due diligence, and not only that them, but make sure that paperwork, like you said, the lawyers are, are right. Because a lot of times you don't, and then that's when it hurts. You know. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. So I think my brother got a got some company there from his little one, but <laughs> I crashed the podcast. I love it. Jeremy, what you I like got? It. I like it though. Yeah. Uh, no, I was gonna I was gonna ask you, man, because I've been I've been in your shoes many times. My brother knows the story, but uh, because especially because I was naive, I was I was in love with the idea of of, of getting something done or or breaking into the uh, entrepreneurial uh, world, um, but. In, in regards to me, or what was the key factor for you to not get discouraged and be like, okay, this is not made for me. I'm just going to be an employee all my life. Well, what was the key factor for you to be like, no, yeah, listen, learn, let me move on. I'll, I'll make it happen somewhere else. Great question. You know, I, I could have easily abandoned, you know, real estate after that and uh, never done it again. But, uh, but I, um, I knew that my W-2, and I was well paid. I didn't hate my company. I didn't hate my boss. I worked for an amazing company. So I had no, I was not one of those employees that hated their jobs. I loved my job. But I knew uh, deep down that that was not what I wanted to do all 
the rest of my life. Uh, so for me, it was about what is what are my you know it's either the stock market or real estate. So a stock market was not something I could control. Uh, you know, I can't control you know stocks, right? I can just buy and sell. I can speculate. But in real estate, I knew by by being surrounded by you know people in my meetup and other meetups that you can go in, you can you can take it a non-performing asset or a low-performing asset. You can put your sweat equity capital into it, and then you can make it better. Like you can actually add value. So I I knew deep down that that's what I wanted to do, and. Uh, so that's what kept me going. You know, I'm like, okay, if I, whether it's buying, uh, you know, I started buying out of state as well. I was buying in California, but I was also buying out of state. And I'd fly out there, I'd hire a contractor and work or work with a property management team that had contractors. But I was not afraid. I, I you know, I, I um, you know, had some bumps there as well, but long-term it paid off. Uh, but you know that's what kept me going. German is the is the 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 hope that if you add value, you hold on to these things over time, they will appreciate, and um, and they will you know pay pay for themselves. So that's what kept yeah. me going. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Contrary contrary to you, I had the big picture as well. I wanted to get there, and I I, I messed up in so many steps. But then I, in, in reading so many books and, and so many people that, and a lot of, of the mentors that I consider my mentors through the books and audio books and, and, and things that I've studied is owning it. You know, it's like, okay, uh, yeah, I can point the fingers at everybody. It's, you, it's your fault. It's your fault. You, you, you stole my money or you never, you never uh, came up with the, uh, the, the accountability part. But the reality was that I never, like I didn't know I wasn't experienced and I needed to get that experience and, and I own it being like I got into this they didn't put a pistol in my head saying hey come and do business with me I could have said yeah. no right. I just needed to do my homework and I never did the homework yeah, yeah. So, absolutely yeah. Owning, it, owning it yeah exactly the responsibility so great. awesome thank you so Bobby you uh you then you know obviously you got some experience there you learned lessons you know tell us a little bit about you know, you, you are, you know, you work in Silicon Valley, you're obviously connected with, with uh, investors and you've started several companies, you know, I'm looking here, roofforall.com, you went from 110 doors to 600 doors, you know, that, that is a, an amazing accomplishment, especially, you know, as, as a fellow immigrant coming from, from another country and then establishing yourself in the USA, right? Um, you know, I can't help but say congrat congratulate you on that. Wish you even better, you know, more. And and prime example of what someone who comes to this country should be. You know, how how did you work that company? How did you start that company? Tell us a little bit more about that. Not only the mindset, but the steps you took maybe to put it down from go from put it on paper to make it a reality. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was an amazing uh, uh, company, and I'm still part of it. Uh, so again, it, it's happened that um, uh, this gentleman ha was speaking uh, at another meetup about uh, Section 8 properties. So I had gone to listen to him at this uh, a different venue, 
different meetup about, and I was curious about Section 8 properties. And uh, so I, uh, I drove down there and you know how you, you know how it is at the end of the meetup, you exchange business cards and that was the extent of it, you know, but he got my card, I got his card. And then a few days later, he called me up uh, and he goes, Hey, um, um, you know, do you want to grab coffee? So I'm like, sure. You know, where do you live? And so anyway, we found a spot in halfway uh, and we, we, we met for some coffee and, um, and he, he told me his business model. And so um, a few days later, you know, he's like, Hey, we're looking for some private money lenders. Do you want to um, give us a shot? You know, um, they had gone to 110 doors by themselves. Uh, the three, there were three partners. Uh, the, all the properties were in uh, Kansas City. M- or most of the properties were in Kansas City. And one of the partners lived in Kansas City. And, he, you know, he had managed the, the portfolio, the rehab, the tenants, and all that. And they fell into it by accident. When uh, the, the property values fell, you know, they were picking up these properties for four or $5,000 and then fixing them up and put, putting it up on section eight and getting 750 to 950 on these properties. So their cash flow was amazing. Long story short, I became their first outside investor. So I helped them. Uh, I gave a loan on a few properties um, and I was the first one to kind of get, uh, you know, and become a private money lender to them. And, uh, and then, you know, they paid me on time. There was no headaches. And then I slowly uh, referred them to some of my friends and then shortly they invested. And as, as more people invested, we kept growing. So about three years ago, they said, look, plus I was helping them with their website. I was helping them with their CRM. I was helping them with their messaging. Uh, so they, they, they came to me, they said, listen, we, we haven't paid you. We appreciate everything you've done. How about we give you a small percentage of our company? Uh, you know, and so we, the four of us sat uh, here in the Bay Area. And so they gave me a small piece of that, their, their company. But again, you know, um, it, was, it was because I was willing to give, right? I was, I was willing to help them. I, um, but again, it, it, there was no expectations, right? So, so that's kind of how I operate. Like, you know, luckily I've been fortunate in my life. So I, I want to help others. Uh, not that they needed financial help, but they needed operational help, maybe marketing help. So that's what I provided for them. That's amazing. Man. So you, I say in your bio, you, you retired from your tech job, right? So you're a full-time real estate investor now and and i know you have several platforms um you know better capital usa is i know your your baby right now let's talk a little bit about about that company and what it does and and you know the the value you're bringing to other people through that platform yeah thank you yeah so uh, you know look i used to track all my investments on in excel right as i have my my rentals, my syndications, my uh, private money notes, my JVs, um, everything was in Excel. And I was, and, and but, but you know, uh, that was fine, up maybe up to like four or five properties, but then you have so many other things. Where's your insurance? What's your equity in your property? 
what, where's my tax bill? Where's my LLC papers? What about pictures? You know, like uh, my contractor, my property management company in um, Kansas City, they did some rehab on one of my homes. Uh, they send me a bunch of pictures. Um, okay, where, where are those pictures? You know, um, so about a year and a half ago, I had this idea that I wanted to create an online portal where I could, I could get all my equity information. What's my loan? Uh, what's my, uh, did, did all of my rents come in? Did all of my bills get paid? Uh, can I store all my documents in one place? Can I put reminders for paying, uh, you know, like let's say insurance is due once, uh, once a year or tax bills in California are due twice a year. Uh, several times I forgot to pay uh, property taxes because, you know, there was just, I was traveling or, I, you know, I was, I was somewhere and I came home and boom, there's a, there's a penalty for not paying your taxes, you know? So, so I, I in fact, in fact, one came in, but that was, we have, I have a partnership and we, we messed up on the, but there's a $250 bill from franchise tax board that I got to pay now. But uh, the idea is that uh, we, we put in reminders. So everything to do with your real estate portfolio. So you have, uh, you, you know, whether your rents came in, did you pay your bills, uh, your insurance policy, when is it due, uh, your, your uh, taxes. If you have an LLC, when is the filing, there's an annual or biannual filing you have to do, when is that due? So it gives you a full, um, like, you know how you log into, let's say Robinhood or E-Trade or Schwab, and you can see all, your, all of your portfolio in real time. You know what's your equity, you, you know what's your return on investment, you know what's your a annual uh, net operating income, all of the financials, uh, all in one place including my, my favorite, which is the year end, uh, when my, uh, my tax person sends me an email and says, send me all the information about your properties. Uh, what was your income? What was your expenses? What did you buy it for? What, you know, what did you, what, what's the land value versus the building value? All of that. So we put, so me and a, a friend of mine who also owns several rental properties. He was having the same challenge. We put it all into a website. Um, it talks to your bank, talks to your mortgage company, and, and we, we combined or uh, consolidated everything. It's called bettercapital.us. But I built it for myself, but I know if you're an active real estate investor, uh, you, you would probably want something like that. It's free, uh, but... Um, but that's 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 what I built it for. That awesome. Is, that's awesome, man. Yeah. Roger. So it's like a like a mint because I, I I was on your meetup last time, uh, on Facebook, and it's like a mint for real estate. It's like uh, mint.com for real estate. You name oh, it. Oh yeah, that's a good analogy. I yeah. Agree. Yeah, because I heard I heard the, the person that was talking that day on Monday. I can't remember his name, and they said or or somebody that asked a question. And they kind of they kind of compared to mint for real estate. And, and Bobby was saying, yeah, because there's you get you have mint, which is for personal uh, finances, but you cannot mix it with your with your investments, especially with real estate. So yeah. so it's it's basically that, and that's when the light popped. I'm like, oh, okay, perfect, yeah. That's that's yeah. what 
that's what I want. That's where we want to transfer our portfolio to. And thank you. Thank you. It on real time. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, the, the source data it pulls has to be correct. So, yeah. but the the website, I mean, I took a look at it. It looks amazing, man. Thank so, you. Bobby, you know, just to, to get this a little bit wrapping up, you know, let's, uh, you know, if you could give us one key takeaway of either that you said in, on this show or that you want to give uh, someone starting multifamily or investing or investors that want to put their capital, you know, what yeah. would it be? Um, my uh, key advice, I'll, I'll say I'll, there are three things you have to do. One, surround yourself with positive and smart people, positive, ethical, and smart people. Just that's number one. That's, and, and it's got to be more than just casual. It's got to be a, a, a very close-knit relationship. It's got to be a very trustworthy relationship. So surround yourself with good people. Um, uh, they don't have to be real estate people. It, it helps if, if you're going to do that, but they could be any businessman. They could be uh, in, in tech. They could be in, um, you know, a restaurant, doesn't matter, but positive, ethical, smart people. Okay. Number two, take action, right? Every, every day, wake up, have your plan, you know, take, take some actions, make progress every day. And, um, and the third would be, um, you know, uh, learn, um, g- give and, and learn, you know, give that's always been my thing is, uh, how can I help you? And, um, that, you know, if there's something I can do for you, great. Uh, because, um, you know, I, I, but I always go to somebody with an offer versus like just asking for information uh, or asking for favors. It's got to be, what, what can I do for you first? Uh, but th- yeah, those are the three things that I would, I would focus on. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's great. Great advice, Bobby. Uh, so where can people find you? Yeah. Yeah. Very easy. So if you just go to bettercapital.us um, and my email is bobby at bettercapital.us. Uh, hopefully very simple, but I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on meetup. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be everywhere, but uh, maybe not on Instagram, but uh, soon on Instagram. But yeah. uh, and, and you have your own podcast as well, right? And your own yeah. meetup. Yeah, thank you. And you're going to be, you've been on my podcast and we, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have you again, but it's, it's on YouTube. It's called higher profits with Bobby Sharma. Uh, but uh, you know, we're, 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 we're getting that launched. Uh, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for letting me speak on your podcast and hopefully uh, everybody learns a little bit, learn a little bit every day. Absolutely, man. And thank you so much for coming out. It's truly an honor. We love having you you know, talking to you and, and just quality guests that you are. So we appreciate that. Yeah, man. And, and, and thank you. Thank you for, for the support as well. And, and I've learned so much about you and, and your meetups is awesome. Your, your guests are awesome. So uh, we'll keep in touch because got we got, it. we got, we got a lot of stuff cooking. So that's pretty cool. Gracias, senor. Gracias. Gracias. <laughs> All right. Talk to you soon.